Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Hello and welcome to Castle Rock Critical and today we're here covering the season finale of season two titled Clean. Uh, I think we can say that this season has been anything but clean in its execution but did the finale deliver? Cleaner, cleaner, bigger clean. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm joined by the whole crew today, minus John, of course, uh, to go through the finale. Um, did it do enough to warrant the story and inclusion of Annie Wilkes this season? So I've got Gareth with me. Hello. I've got Emma and Lucy. Hello. Yep, I'm back. We are two people. Back. Just FYI. Back with a bang. Back with a bang, so hopefully. Gareth and the other one, Emma and Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> All three Lucy. of us here. Combined. We are Siamese twins. All right. What do you think of this episode then? And uh, can you give me a blueberry score, please? And also, I've thrown a little extra tidbit in for everyone here, a little question. Uh, can you give me your blueberry for the season as well? That's so risky, I, that. That is risky. So I want your blueberry for the episode, then I want your blueberry for the season. And I'm going to go to someone who hasn't been here for a few weeks. I'm going to go to Lucy with this one first. Thoughts? Hello. Um, yes, I am back after my Hello. exile. Yay. Felt a lot like the old Welcome French back. being exiled. You're like the kid. Yeah, you're like the kid years. who just locked you up just and then sent, now sent you're away. running wild. Um, but I mm. did actually feel like I had a proxy here, like I had my own goo person because I basically agreed with everything Gareth said. So, you know, <laughs> me and you, Gaz, you are my goo person. You're the vessel for my spirit. The series, I mean, I think, yeah, I've missed the last three and they've been, they varied wildly in quality. Um, and I think... The episode was fine. I think the final shot... I thought you were going to say five then. No, I'm not, Len. Um, the final shot, kind of, that's the first time that I felt any sympathy, really, for um, Annie. I haven't made it a secret that I've been quite bored of her character. I would give this episode a three. I thought it was fine. I had kind of lost interest at this point in the story. Um, but I think they resolved it as well as they could, considering the line they went down. Overall, the series, it's difficult because there were some good episodes. But mm. I think as a whole, it's been, it has been disappointing. I'm going to give it two mm. blueberries overall because I don't think it's been very good. Wow. And mm, it has, a... what it has done, though, is made me realise that actually the first series was quite a lot better in my mind. Because mm. if you yeah. look at, the best episodes in this series, so you're looking at the um, 
sort of Annie Wilkes origin story episode. The Laughing mm. Place, or, yeah. The Laughing Place or um, The Word, which was I didn't get to cover, but was really good. Yeah, I like The Word. Even mm. they can't mm. really compare to like an episode like The Queen from last year, like in terms of yeah, direction, the Queen is the best. in terms of acting. Um, and I just think it kind of makes me realise that last series was a lot more interesting. And as well, as much as it let us down at the end, um, I think it was more worthwhile watching. So yeah, this mm. this has been a bit of a bit of a letdown. Um, mm. I've enjoyed chatting with you guys. You know, I think the real Castle Rock was the friends that we made along the way. For me, <laughs> God. Um, but right. yeah, that's your laughing place. That's your la- you <laughs> yeah. found your laughing place. Chatting with you, All guys. Right, um, Castle Rock Cricket. Well, interesting scores there. Let's try and. Um, bounce back with maybe some more Don't positive come to me, no I, was, I literally was going to go to you next <laughs> now I'm going to go now I've rejigged the notes Emma thoughts uh, thoughts I have many um, so uh, episode first I I have some many concerns uh, about the choices made in this episode however the last 25 minutes were absolutely spectacular um, mm. And I've been thinking about this. I watched the episode about half seven this morning. Um, it's about 12 hours ago nearly. And I've been mulling it over all day. And, you know, we'll talk about the, the season in a minute. But I, I think if the episode had carried on like it had in the first half, this would have been like a two bloop. Um, mm. but, but the last sort of 25 minutes with Annie and Joy and that kind of culmination of the Annie Wilkes story made me forget how terrible the first half was and actually Mm. I think this episode for me all things given you know with some of the stuff with pop and getting to see those hard hitters I'm gonna give it a four blue brick Mm -hmm. which I think is fair Um, that's good the season two season two you're like my disappointing nephew yeah yeah I've only got one though so that's really (laughs) insulting (laughs) I'm thinking more of the nephews the Meryl nephews oh yeah yeah Maybe oh, right, it's, yeah. it's like save. it's like Chris Merrill, not Emma's nephew. No, Ace is worse. Ace is terrible. Ace yeah. is the bad nephew. Yeah, yeah, but Chris is Ace. This is a Chris. bad analogy. It's not working. Uh, no, it's not working at all. Um, it's like a, a disappointing takeaway, uh, like a pizza with no toppings. Um, season two has been all over the fucking shop. Um, there have been some amazing episodes. Lucy, you picked out the two that I loved the most. Um, yeah, I've really, ones. I've enjoyed the journey. Um, and I've really enjoyed seeing Tim Robbins and Lizzie Kaplan and is it Elsie Fisher that plays Joy? Yep, yep. I think I think they're great and there's some great chemistry there. Um, is Lizzie Kaplan great? Yes, I think she is. Bit of a one-note performance. performer of the year. She's uh, up for performer of the year. Is a Game of Thrones nominated for stuff as well? I don't think we it's can Kit trust. Harrington is nominated <laughs> for. Yeah, Let's well. not even get into that. I don't want it. <laughs> no, ghost. <laughs> Come here, girls. Over here, lad. Anyway, different <laughs> like podcast, different times. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, it hit a lot of bum notes for me. And I think that having also read all of the source material, um, that any of these stories were allegedly very loosely and shabbily based on, um, I don't want to be too harsh. No, be truthful. Let me finish. I will be truthful because I love Danny Wilkes and that part of it for me was amazing. Um, So the the season gets a three bloop, which considering I think I gave season one five just shows the the, the fall from grace that unfortunately we've had Mm. for season two. Mm. Well, thank you. Thank you for those musings. Over to little Gareth and his musings next. Go on, little Gareth. Run well, free. look, I, I, in regards to this episode, um, 
I, I'm going to agree with both Emma and Lucy. Not possible. They no, it is possible. And I'll tell you why for. Um, firstly, um, I think Emma alluded to the fact that the first half was not as good as the second. And I, I couldn't agree more. The first half of the episode, well, let's just say it was, it was, it was light on interest mm. and tension. Mm. And in the end... That entire goo people story <laughs> was pointless. Yeah. So pointless. If anything, it, had, it kind of blew it, up in their faces. You could say. Yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. It like what was that? What was that? why? <sighs> it was all. I'll, I'll get onto it on my thoughts. But yeah, go on. <laughs> sure. Um, the second half was much more interesting, and you know, a paranoid Annie Wilkes, um, going crazy at Joy's expense, like that is an interesting story, and. I enjoyed that story. I enjoyed the way that they did that. But it made me, in a way, it made me more frustrated that it wasn't, that wasn't the focus of the story for this season. Yeah, um, that's a good point. So yeah. it, it's kind of given me more disillusionment with the season as a whole, even though it made me enjoy this episode more. Yeah. Um, we, we finally got the origin story for Annie Wilkes that we're looking for. Um, and... That was that was fine. That was good. Do more of that, please. Um, first half of the episode is it was like if that had continued, it was heading for another one blue review possibly. It gets three blueberries this episode. Oh, mm-hmm. um, so there's my agreement with Lucy. So I told okay. you it could be done. As yeah. Ever. Um, and as for the season as a whole, uh, um. Again, there are some great moments. The, the the Laughing Place is a brilliant episode, and I, I didn't get to talk about that episode, sadly, um, because I, I, and I say sadly because I loved it. it. That was a five five blueberry episode for me. Um, I think it's the only five blueberry episode that I, I would have given this season. There were a couple of fours in there, but then the low points of this season were really, really low, and the decision to cram this French goo people story on top of the Annie Wilkes origin story, it had no cohesion. It had no purpose. And I'm still baffled as to, to why they've done that. Um, I'm going to have to, I can't give the season more than two blueberries. I'm afraid. <laughs> mm. Yes, guys. We are, we are one. You are a kin. You are goo. You are goo. Mm. You think like goo. Um, okay. I love things in this episode. And there's things that I really, really didn't like. Um, right, so when the story's like on Annie and Joy and stuff and their relationship, uh, the show's always been pretty good, I think. I think it's um, when it's focused on that human story, that human sort of interaction between a mother, even though she's not really a mother, and a daughter, um, it's fascinating. And you cannot see a more chalk and cheese episode than this episode in yeah. terms of the first part of the episode... It, honestly, it was over in like 15 minutes. <laughs> so you've got the whole goo people climax that we've been building to yeah, all season, Nonsense. right? Where it seems like, oh, there's there's no way they can do it. Turns out it takes like 10 minutes with a commercial break or whatever. So whatever. Yeah. Um, just going to put some C4 down there, that'll, blow it up. That'll do it. And that'll do it. That'll Game do it. over. Um, if only they and I was just like, I was just watching it just like, why? Why? Why have we done this to us? Why? What in the writers' room? When did they, when they were breaking the season? 
when did they think this is a good story? Yeah, let's run with this. Was it when they got to like episode four or five? Because by the end of it, like, so really the only way you solve it is just blowing it up. I was just like, there's nothing. The ultimate twist is they get blowed up. Well, I've got some issues with it, mainly because, mainly because like, so are we still led to believe that there are goo people running around? Because they're not depossessed because they blew up the tombs, as far as we understand it. What are the rules? Well, none it of seemed them... like it was linked to the statue a bit. Yeah, when the statue fell, oh yeah, the mate, possessed only the possessed townspeople. Yeah, not, not they the, have not to the die settlers. with a bug in their mouth as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I don't know. Rules, anyway, guys, I, I digress. Bugs about That's, that was never. I digress. It that the whole goo stuff wound me up, and uh, I hated that first part of the episode. I really didn't like it because it just didn't feel right. Even though we got to see like Tim Robbins and we called what was going to happen. Obviously, everyone yeah. did. But it was so predictable. Like, it was just pointless. However, um, and I was annoyed that we didn't see the kid, really, other than yeah. him walking out to the lake. That which was 100% was... not actually that him. Was... That's just CGI'd, I think. It's just not, it was it's weird. Not Whatever it was, it was weird. To have Bill Skarsgård and not show his face a bit more. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> unless they're doing that thing, we, we, we learn about more about him each season. Uh, there was a very cool little Easter egg in there, which we'll talk about um, later on in the plot. I think I know what it was. Ooh, it was very fun. Um, and I hope we get more of it in future seasons. But then we moved on to what I like to call the a whole other episode in a way. It was like a, it was like episode 11, yep. um, which felt so different, different show. Uh, Annie's final descent into madness. And I loved how fucked up it was yeah. because it, 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 sh- this is the thing that we wanted to see, her like giving in to that sort of delusion that she's had all season and it was brutal like I, I we've called it sort of that this was going to happen but not necessarily in this way and obviously the goo people storyline is important to believe that joy was possessed but there surely there's a quicker more efficient way to get there do you, you know um what this reminded me of and sorry i know you'll you'll give you bloobs in a moment but mm. there, there was there's a a Blink-182 song, right? And it's Miss a, you, miss you. It's Sorry. on that album. <laughs> Great um, album. And what they did is um, two of the members went off into different rooms and yeah. wrote different songs and yeah. then came together and put it put it together and it worked beautifully. Did they write right? this episode? Well, this is what I'm wondering. I reckon... <laughs> it's very emo. I feel like they've... They've they've seen that that's what Blink One Eight Two did successfully. And gone, well, let's have a go at that. What? So Dustin and Sam have just the showrunners have just gone into different rooms yep. and then come back and they've gone. Let's just put these two things together. They've, they've gone. Fair well, you do the Goo People. I'll do Annie and that. Right, and then we'll just put it together and see what happens. Whoever did Goo People should get fired. So uh, I'm going to give this episode a four because I thought the ending was very good. The ending had me with chills. Actually, mm. and I, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for the the final twenty minutes of this episode, it would have been it would have been bad. I'm saying it, cusp of a one, really. So that ending, Len and giving something a one, no, I didn't. I gave it a four oh, no. because <laughs> the, the final the final twenty minutes were what I wanted to see. I gave and part I got it. two, a, part one or two, to be fair. So Len yeah, and I fair. were pretty quick. Um, but uh, overall, the season I'm giving it a three. Now, I've given two episodes of five. I think this season. Um, maybe three, but one of them I was delirious because we'd done a marathon and it was pretty good actually, to be fair. But The Laughing Place is an excellent episode. I definitely would have given that one a five. I wasn't in that episode, so I couldn't mm. discuss it with you guys. But 
Like I think we're all on the same page with that episode. John gave that a three. Yeah, that's mad. He also gave the Queen a three last season. He was also not invited back. (laughs) I mean, that's a stunning episode. His one showing for season two was to slag off the episode we all love. The only good episode. Um, But you know, someone has to be the same last season. Um, But no, I I just think the season, I gave last season a five. uh, I think I gave it five blueberries. Uh, and, And this is a three. Last season, when we started this season, I was certain. I felt certain that this season was going to be better. The first three episodes, mm. I was like, ah, oh, actually having a character that we sort of know and a story that we sort of maybe can buy into is going to really help it this season. But then when it got on to episode four and it was Goo People Central and all that sort of stuff, ah, oh, I just lost lost all hope with it. There's no mystery really this season. Yeah, no mystery. No. Uh, no mystery last season had so much discussion for us because there was so much hypothetical theorizing that was going on it was amazing and that was really fun and even though you know we didn't necessarily know what was going on all the time and sometimes it was a bit obtuse i i actually really enjoyed the first season it made castle rock feel like this really sinister horrible mm. place yeah. and it is and this season castle rock didn't really feel like anything to me it's it felt. Very it dull, felt like, like it, a very dull it felt empty. Place. It yeah. felt empty, and and yeah, and it felt like the goo people, just very monotoned. Whereas in season one, we were getting these little looks at different mm. characters, like we had the murder house with Gordy and his yeah. wife, and we had Shawshank with yeah. the massacres and stuff like that, and we had Henry and his relationship with Pangborn, who had all the, you know, we had all these different looks and Lacey too. and all that sort of stuff that was going on. So for me, it just felt so much more interesting, and there were so many different characters that had different histories within Castle Rock. There's something like sinister. Yeah, about there was it a sinister and, tone. Yeah. Whereas this season just felt very, as I said, daytime TV. Now look, the, the Annie stuff is fantastic. The Goo People stuff not so good, and that's why it's balanced out at a three. Because I think Lizzie Kaplan did a great job. I think Tim Robbins did a great job. Yeah. And I think everything else in the middle was just a muddle in my opinion. So interesting thoughts there from all of us. Uh, Overall, I think we've settled on the fact that um, this episode was saved by the second half uh, and the Annie storyline. And overall, the season uh, is mediocre. I think that is what we've settled on. So uh, let's move into the plot and get into the nitty gritty of this episode. But before we do, a quick advert break. Alas, it is over. Season two of Castle Rock has finished. Uh, and whether you enjoyed it yeah. or enjoyed our coverage yeah. or, yay, or you know, you didn't like this season, Boo. I hope that you've enjoyed the discussions that we've all been having together. And uh, either shouting at us while we've been saying, <laughs> oh, that was the goo people are terrible. I mean, I don't think anyone thinks the goo people are good. I, well, from all of our feedback, no one said the goo people are good. No. Um, but the one thing you can agree on is hopefully you've had fun. So if you have had fun, you can subscribe to this channel, but I would also say that because Castle Rock won't be back, you know, probably for another year or so, let's subscribe to some of our other channels. So let's go across Ooh. to Fan Critical. That's Fan Critical. Search it, any podcast app, and subscribe to that one because we've got some great stuff coming up on there. Like what, Gareth? Like what, Star Wars? We've yeah. Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we've got that? Yeah. Uh, what else we got? <laughs> we've got a. Uh, we've got some Christmas Christmas specials. stuff. We've got, got some Christmas stuff. We got yeah, fan commission podcast. We cover all major film releases on there. Also, anything that we ever release, so our Watchmen content, Game of Thrones content, Stranger Things content, all goes onto that channel. So now, if you like any of those shows, check it out. Can I have a yeah a quick plug for Watchmen? Actually, yeah. For anybody who hasn't seen it, if mm. you know you're coming to the end of Castle Rock and yeah. you're going. 
Well, that was shit. Let's find something that's good. <laughs> Watchmen. Watchmen is excellent. Yeah. That is, it's, it's really a fantastic show. And yeah. um, we've got a fantastic podcast on it too. So you can watch that and listen to that. And the podcast yeah. will be there already for you. You won't even have to wait yeah. to hear our dulcet tones. Definitely. Watchmen is gathering some serious traction. Started off with a slow viewership and now is skyrocketing to many people's favorite show of the year so please do check that out that is watchman watches but also all those episodes will also be on the fan critical channel so mm. check out both of those channels and to say you can sponsor us further at www.patreon.com forward slash fan critical on there there are several tiers where you can donate money to us and in return you get certain rewards so i won't list them now but you can you can just go check that out uh We've had some amazing Patreon contributions recently and uh, we'd love to keep that going because, to be honest with you, there's a lot of costs, operating costs that are involved with uh, running multiple podcasts across, you know. Beyond the veil, that is. Yeah, Yeah. so that's that's a little peek behind the curtain. Um, So to do that, we we actually do need uh, some monies and some donations. And as I said before, this isn't our day job. And if you do enjoy uh, the conversations, please do, uh, you know, just have a look at the Patreon and see if it interests you in any way, shape or form. You do get bonus content. And if you can't commit to the Patreon, um, then all we ask for you to do is just leave us a review. Now, that's, yeah. an e- that's an easy one, guys. There's something I've got to say here. I'm seeing excuses from people saying, oh, sorry, I don't have don't have iTunes. I, I haven't got an yeah. Apple phone yeah. or an iMac. Steal them. Well, no, In a no way. that wasn't the advice I was going <laughs> to give. Right. Um, poor excuse. You don't need either of those things to leave a review. You can leave them on whatever... Yeah, Twitter. Whatever tool you've got. Instagram. No? <laughs> um, the podcast tool that you use. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of good iTunes reviews, but do you know what we don't have a lot of? Go on. Well, Spotify reviews, but I just realised you can't get them. So, <laughs> so ignore what I just, it, that probably. explain it. Yeah, you know, or just send us a lovely message letting us know that's even better. That you like us because we prefer those ones in a way. Yeah, even the ones that say I really like you, apart from Gaz, they still make you laugh. Shit, they make as usual. Laugh, so yeah. send them through. Yeah, less of them, more of them actually. More, more they of them. Hurt. If anything, more of them. Well, they hurt anyway. Uh, that's enough pluggy, 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 pluggy. Uh, let's jump into the plot of episode 10 of Castle Rock season 2, titled Clean. Cleaner, cleaner, make her clean. Okay, let's get into it. Basically, I've sort of done two different plots this week because it's essentially two very different shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, split into 44 minutes, which is very interesting. Um, the first 10 to 15 being goo people central so we start with pop merrill who is resurrected as a french goo person or so we think (laughs) a french goo person with a british accent (laughs) what mate he's like at first i wondered why you've chosen such a diseased vessel (laughs) why would does american plus french equal british i think it does yeah it kind of works i've made some notes here uh and i'll pass it over to you for comment over there in, in London, guys. Uh, I've put he scrubs up. He scrubs up good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Uh, we see, we see the goo process at work here. Looked very gooey. So I feel our goo person chat this season is more than justified. Thoughts? I um, I love. He scrubs up nicely, doesn't he? He's pretty pretty tidy for a silver fox. He's got no hole in his yeah. head anymore. He's not dying from lung cancer. Considering they they essentially yeah. worship the devil, they all dress so drably. I would like it if they were a bit more camp and a bit more fun and a bit more French. Like, you know, some psychedelic. They think that he's shirts. an angel, though, don't they? They don't think he's a devil. They yeah, think he's an angel. but 
you know, well, still, he's, he's providing them with food and he's you're making their lives better. Come on, live a little. Dress yeah. like it. Yeah, Undo fair. a couple yeah. of buttons. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I was hope put on a hat or something. Accessorise. Yeah, just be a bit more jaunty. I just it's drab, isn't it? I thought you know because Len, you kept saying you mentioned it a lot about daytime TV, which is right. But I could have it could stand to be a bit camper and a bit more like just ridiculous. I think like the the wine drinking was just going to go for it, but yeah, the rest of them they're really drab, don't you think? I like last week's episode because it was a bit more camp in <laughs> yeah. a way with like the, the sort of assault on the building last week I was like oh you know if you're going to go for it go for it do it um, and I quite enjoyed it um, I was a bit annoyed that that Tim Robbins didn't get to use his French here yeah. because why weren't they talking in French <laughs> because we can't understand it sometimes they do and sometimes they don't so yeah that's the thing you want some horrible French accent like just, hala- just a hilarious really. yeah just to make it more interesting and more fun like it's, they're really dull for a deathless cult. We should, they should have just been vampires. All along we've said it. They should have just run with the vampire story. Yeah. A couple of low-cut, tight, ripped like bodices. Lost Boys. Yes. Yeah, mm. it, could, it could have been like Lost Boys in oh, a way. Yeah. Um, so he, he talks about um, he talks about the letters with, with, with Ace here. And obviously at this point we know that he's, he's lying because we saw him take the Haldol. But he talks about the schisma. Uh, and how he knows it's a portal to other dimensions, which we kind of knew, mm. and how the kid visits them all, which is actually a little kind of new bit of information because obviously end, end, end of last season, episode nine, we were getting that fake story of how the kid's a really successful businessman, neuroscientist, and then he the got oh, he got lost in the woods and he wound up captured. We said at the time it was all garbage. Um and now it's just good to know that this angel or the kid wanders through the dimensions, kind of like Randall Flagg in a way, Emma. And you know, um, he is. You know, traver- traversing, you know, the dimensions. different dimensions. So um, I thought that was interesting. I quite enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it's a nice. I also quote knew. Yeah, I also knew at this point we weren't going to really see the kid this season again. Obviously, no, probably. This um, this is this is. I think one thing that the show struggled with is exposition. Um, it doesn't do it well. You know, it has kind of um, Ace or slash Augustine standing there giving a speech to everybody and, and explaining to them all what they already know is going to happen, but mm. uh, for the audience's purpose. But this bit was was all right, really, because um, it was it was nice for us to finally get some explicit explanation of what is going on at the lake and the schism well, and also to just know that that's dale lacy's comments y- yeah absolutely so and, and so believed. so we're getting but we, we're actually getting probably the words that he said yeah and and it makes sense for it makes sense for pop to be explaining it in that situation yeah i think the in, the interesting thing here is is all right okay there's two questions is castle rock going to get a third season that that you First of all, it seems like they're planning that way and that the kid is going to be this overarching nemesis throughout all the seasons, which is what I wanted from the start. But I think they've handled, after the episode seven reveal, they've handled it quite badly yeah. this season. They haven't given us enough 
it, waste. Yeah, it's almost like in the in last episode and this episode, they finally nailed what they want the goo people to be and decided what the story is and then thought, ah, fuck it, we'll just have to finish it now. And they're like, oh yeah, but we've got misery in this, so what would we do about that? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> meld at all. And it, it just, I don't know how a season three would go down at this point. Uh, well, I, just, I mean, I want one, but I want it to be more like season one. Even if it was in um, between this and season one, I'd take it. To be honest, I've low expectations well, at this point. Could could be could it literally could be a season that's going on at the same time as this season is going on. If you get mm. in chronologically, because there's some information that we find out we later could on, which is quite interesting. Follow a character from last season, yeah, exactly, mm. and see what's going on. Um, so let's crack on. Just moments before Amity Lambert uh, was uh, to be reincarnated in Joy's Amity body, Lambert. not my mum's body, because my mum's called Joy, remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Nadia and Abdi uh, blow up the statue. They had been hypnotising Castle Rock's residents. As soon as the statue has been destroyed, the spell is broken and Joy drives a knife through Ismail's back before flo- uh, fleeing the scene. At the same time, Pop, who was under the influence of Howdoll, helped them and is blown up inside the house, sacrificing himself to save the day. Well, we've jumped forward a fair bit. No, that, that's the first 10 minutes, Gareth, of the episode. Mm. Oh, so yeah. what I've done there is I've quickly. just done what... Mm. It goes very quick. It all literally happens at once. So, I mean, anybody else... Uh, why why have they set sundown as their deadline? Like, because they've said that for every episode for the last like, six episodes. No, we must wait until the exact 400th day yeah, okay. the sun must setteth <laughs> all right um and so abdi knows that the sun has to have setteth for the goo people's planet i think to annie told them that they're waiting for sundown she kn- she knows the plan okay. she's heard them say it she stayed in the house and all that sort of stuff i mean she had a sleepover yeah all right it's just it's a bit i just it was just so abrupt i, I mean my issue with it is we've just had all this tension last week built with them sieging the Emporium Glorium and, oh, we can't defeat the French people. They always seem to <laughs> win. Oh, just whack some, Just whack, yeah. I mean, we all knew the French weren't going to win. Come on, let's be honest. But, you know, you know, they put the little explosives down there and that's it. I mean... Done. How many bloody French people are there? They, when, <laughs> they got massacred last week. Well, when you do the, the, the little flashback episode... Back to sixteen ninety. It was like twenty. Which, yeah, there's. It's like a, a small collection. And then Tim of, Robbins arrives. Ah, Emmanuel. <laughs> I see you. Do you like your new vessel? <laughs> no, it is diseased, and I hit him. <laughs> the actual French goo people. There's only about a dozen to twenty of them in the house. The rest of them are just transfixed by the statue. They're not French goos. No, yeah. but I'm talking about. They there were loads of them that were shot dead last week, and yeah. then there's still loads of them able to kind of. Eh, you know, former, former. I mean, let's face uh, it. Defensive. There's no logic to this at all. It's almost like what they've done is they they had a very clear plan for the Annie Wilkes storyline, and then they thought, ah, oh, it's not going to be ten episodes. That got to do something else. How what was about their plan with Annie though? Well, how Just it make ended her up. go a bit mad for like eight episodes, but nothing really happens. We'll get on to your disdain for Annie in a bit. Um, <laughs> but then they decided that they had to throw something else in it, and all of a sudden it's like. What the fuck? What the fuck do we do with this? And then they just had to end it because they dragged mm. it on with no sense. And and I think one this of my just notes, yeah. It. One of my notes here, Emma, is 
they didn't have enough material for a 10 episode season no. with, with without the goo people but I said it could have been a 6 or 7 or 8 episode season there's no rules it's a Hulu mm. show they could do what they want mm. um, um, can I can I bring up a point here though uh, Lucy mentioned this and I know you've mentioned it before Lizzie Kaplan yeah right um, Lucy's not a fan you are yeah discuss why are you doing that? Because, let's get let's get no, on to Lizzie Kaplan at the end of the episode. No, because I'll, I'll tell you why. In in this in this part, she is the ultimate like annoying version of Annie Wilkes, where yeah. she's just shouting everything in the same monotone voice. It's like yeah, like, oh, no, 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 I don't think she's no. bad. I but that's what she sounds like the whole time. But I just don't. I think you look at Tim Robbins. You can't really compare the two, but he has elevated the material, and I don't think for me she didn't really. Shouldn't do much with the limited material she I... had. Oh, until, I, I disagree with that. I can see why you I say that. Yeah, it's but very one. If you note. put her, if you put her in the situation when she's one on one with someone, which is the way that sh- her character should be used in terms of uh, sort of any sort of relationship, whether it's when she's talking with Tim Robbins or when she's talking with Joy, uh, she steals the scene. I think. I think when I think you throw a her into a stupid supernatural, yeah. If you throw her into a stu- stupid supernatural, uh, you know, not even Stephen King would write this goo people shit. You know what I mean? Like, he's had some shockers. I'm not saying he's had some good stuff as well, obviously, that we love. But he wouldn't even write this goo people shit. shit. What's, what's she meant to do? What You know, you're throwing, you're throwing her into a terrible situation. Yeah, I kind of get. I get where you're all coming from. I think for me, the reason that I think like L- Lazzie Kaplan, oh, fucking Lazzie now, Kaplan. Well, I've not even been drinking. Uh, this. Well, <laughs> Why I think Lizzie Kaplan is so good is because I think I'm I'm coming from the novel, and and for me Annie Wilkes is a bit one note. She is just a bit kind of like tunnel visioned and totally like obsessive, and it's the eyes and the kind of she can't she can't get to grips with things, and she is fucking mental. And I I so I love it, but I mean that's the whole point of of us having this conversation is to be able to listen to what everyone else. Maybe thinks. it's just not the kind of character that can sustain ten episodes. Well, and I think maybe that's it. Is in that, a film, yeah, fine. Yeah, in a book, isn't, isn't she crazy? But in this, it's just, and maybe it's not her fault because I don't think the material was very good. But there's been a lot of like. Oh, she's like she's like nailed the episode. She's nailed this, and I've never really felt that until the end of this episode was when I actually felt sympathy for her, and I thought, yeah, this, you know, I can see something here. But I, yeah, you've got to blame the material, but I don't think she really rose above it. Interesting question, Gaz. Nice little debate there. With those traumatic events behind them, Annie and Joy resume their road trip, eventually landing in Canada, where Annie finds work as a caretaker for an elderly bedridden man. Convenient. During this time, Annie (laughs) discovers uh, Misery, a book written by Paul Sheldon, and she begins reading it to a very distant joy. Misery's quest. All right, well, yeah, I like this. Yeah, This was good. Good. Yep. Good. This is all good. And I I like the little bit where she's like, good opening like that that was that was really good it's like she's never discovered this book before and now she's like she's totally hooked and you could see her become sort of lost in the book in this montage and sort of not joy doesn't even give a fuck about it really but um you can also see her going back to like her as a teenager in that Mm. in the laughing place you know where she was helping to be kind of a little bit critical or constructive about her dad's novel i think you i felt that when she said that about the Mm. opening I, i loved this yeah that was a good moment yeah, it's like she was, yeah, like reading her dad's novel, like The Ravening Angel, which we've talked about a lot, and and sort of 
sort of I don't know maybe it's a novel like he was writing like she sees something in it that that, that, that like what he was doing you it was know quite similar. which I, I really it was yeah I really enjoyed it um so Joy's not in a good way um and she's not exactly returned to her normal self uh, she's very moody. She's very standoffish. Uh, and Annie grew increasingly suspicious that Joy <laughs> is still possessed by Amity Lambert. Uh, and there's a couple of reasons here. And I'll write down. Gary's going to laugh at one of them. Yeah. I mean, she's watching French te- telly. <laughs> right. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, is that? What is that this? was weird. The biggest giveaway. I mean, what they channel have they got? Oh, no, they're in Canada. They're, so, in, they're, oh, in, they're in Quebec. 100%. That's actually... Yeah. Oh, my God. Actually, yeah, yeah. it's so much more relevant yeah. to me now. No, so it's, she could have it's found fine. Something like, it makes English. sense that it would be on TV, but... Like you've just been through that traumatic experience with French goo people. <laughs> Stop watching French television. And it's not awful. that she speaks French, um, and it, therefore it would make no sense. And it was shocking as well. It was like a, a budget French-Canadian version of Neighbours from the lips. <laughs> yeah, mm. but worse... Like worse than you can Some even interesting imagine. Interesting haircuts in there, and she looked wrapped. But have by you never it. just been on holiday and like you just put the TV on and it's just something yeah. and it's foreign and you just stare at it? And you're just like. But mm. she was engrossed. She was she was as entranced in that French TV show as the the people of Castle Rock were in the statue. <laughs> yeah, in fact, point. maybe maybe More. maybe this was his backup plan. Yeah. That was the that was the angel's backup plan. French yeah. TV. Actually, that French daytime sub- TV. Operas. I don't know if it was a teenage boy or a girl, is actually the kid. Um, mm. Can I ask a question? So obviously this is a bit where you kind of go, oh, yeah, she is Amity. Do you think that she was still possessed by Amity or do you think she was no, just no. moody joy? I think she's just traumatised no. and also she just remembers the fact that, you know, this person that's supposed to be her mum isn't her mum mm. and she's killed her real mum so she's probably quite traumatised and just wants to zone out to some French daytime TV and doesn't really yeah. want to chat about it that much and she was kidnapped by goo people seems legit and was going to be a child bride and has murdered someone let's all give Joy a break so when you list it like that I, I kind of want to <laughs> Why take so everything I've just um... said back alright well the suspicion grows uh, when Annie overhears Joy having a phone conversation with a deep voiced man uh, and they're discussing a plan Not French, for though. tomorrow no, the not French. Because right? they don't speak French, remember? No, even if they're French, they don't speak French. Um, so, wh- wh- who did you think this was on the phone when you first saw this? Henry Deaver, lawyer. Oh no, fuck, I, that would have been sick. Not when it was I first Henry saw Deaver. I, no, I definitely didn't. Think no. I had no idea. That would have been good because he does all that, doesn't he? Yeah, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, I reckon it yeah. was him. That would have been good. Maybe it is. Um, the I thought it was the the kid at the petrol station that she had met. Yeah, and while we're on that, let's just because we, we've go we've back skipped, to the petrol skipped, station. Go back to the petrol station. Mm. Uh, there was a missing poster for Henry Diva on the pillar, which just I was just like, I freeze framed it mm. and like was just reading it. I was like, oh my god! I yeah. didn't read the Where rest is of it, Henry? But it's very interesting. It is fucking interesting. Um, where mm. is he? That's what oh, I'm talking missing. about. Next season could be about what happened to Henry and the kid because the kid's gone. We know that. Yeah. No, I don't. And know. we know that Henry's. And we know that Henry's missing. Where's Molly? Where's um? You know where where yep. are where's 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 Ruth? Where's Wally? Exactly. Um, I am very interested. So uh, that was a lovely little Easter egg, and mm. probably my favorite part. One of my favorite parts of the episode was seeing that missing poster. To be yep. honest with you, just because I was like, oh, that is chilling in a way that we followed this character for the whole of last season and now he's just missing and the kids disappeared I was like oh that's crazy yeah, um, stop stealing stuff from my scant king corner here <laughs> scant. yeah well 
be better at King Corner then. I've so got loads. It's like John having a go at me for Comic Corner and Watchmen. Even some Stop being bad at it. Nine. And I'll be, you know. Yeah, we're obviously going to talk about the episode. Obviously going to talk about the episode. <laughs> no, I, th- I think um, it was a really nice nod. Um, I don't think I even thought about who was on the phone. No. That, that whole bit kind of annoyed I mean, me. I was like, it's it's Augustin or something, but it didn't sound like him. Mm. Um, convinced that her daughter now poses a threat, Annie slips some antipsychotics into Joy's bowl of ice cream. Uh, but when Joy when when Joy realises she's been drugged, Annie tries to force the ice cream into her daughter's mouth, prompting a physical scuffle between the two women. Joy runs outside to the lake uh, surrounding the house. Annie catches her and then drowns her in the water. Mm. Fucking horrific. <laughs> Make her clean. This, now she's yeah, clean. it's sad. It's really sad. I cried. I didn't cry, but it was the first time I actually felt it was. Oh, it was eight. This is bad. I feel. I feel bad for Annie. I just. Uh, I, I, I was thing really traumatizing. Well, I felt bad for Joy. I'll more, say that. Well, yeah, I felt bad for Joy. Mm-hmm. I'd say what's what's interesting here is it's just mimicking that moment where she held the baby yeah. over the water and Full was about circle. to drown her. And then it just took mm. essentially 17 years for it to happen. She did what uh, she meant she to it. do all along. Uh, mm. Yeah, she mm. was always destined to kill her and be the crazy person that she is, yeah. you know. So um, it was quite, I mean, this this for me elevated the episode three blueberries. I was like, oh, shit. Um, yeah. And it gets more interesting, guys, because uh, when a shell-shocked Annie goes back inside the house, she finds a letter that Joy had written to her explaining that she needed to live on her own for a while and the phone call Annie had heard was with a lawyer who would help Joy get emancipated. Realising that she had just killed her harmless daughter, a horrified Annie races back outside to try and revive Joy, who miraculously spits up water and regains consciousness. Um, This was shot so well... When she was doing the CPR and you could see Joy's head just sort of like bob. I'm doing the action, which is no help on a podcast, is it? Like sort of just bobbling lifelessly about. bobbing about. It just it was awful. But she I thought it very was blue as well. she very dead. Um, I th- I thought this was be- like hideously, but beautiful. We all knew done. that she wasn't really alive. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I thought that oh, oh this really? is really I unlikely that she it. would still be alive, but I didn't think that it would be what it was in the end. I thought, oh, this is just shit, and that she's alive. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't twig really? it like you guys until a little oh, later on. I was so certain. I was like, oh, this is just a delusion because when she woke, wakes up and she's like, oh, what happened? Oh, you fell in the lake, little love, you and all this, you, and then you yeah, saved me again. So I was like, okay, well, that's got, got that's just delusional do you know all right question for you do you reckon was the letter even real yeah the letter's real (laughs) i'm pretty certain the letter's real here's a here's a here's a here's a i'll serve it back to you gareth forehand down the line even (laughs) uh tennis puns uh is the draw are the drawings of the kid real I don't um, know if they are. I don't think they are. I think they are because I, I feel like are, she yes, probably because... did see stuff while she was under their spell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think I think she's trying to she's trying to comprehend what happened and trying to forget or yeah. or remember at the same time as forget. You yeah, know. she's got some some demons in there probably. Yeah, and this is one way of exercising yeah. them. No, I um I think they are real as well. Everyone who seems to see the kids who is an artist like Le- Lacey likes to draw him a lot drum. so there's no reason who why that wouldn't like be real Dorian Gray in a way it's just a fascination mm-hmm. in a way um, following Joy's miraculous resurrection she and Annie become closer than ever 
They restart their road trip once again and Joy suddenly seems content to live with her mum forever. Rather than carving out her own life. Yeah, it's good that. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the end of the hour, uh, Annie and Joy attend a book signing for Paul Sheldon, whose novels Annie had discovered and become instantly infatuated with during their stay in Canada. But as the... Uh, but as the book signing begins, one final twist is that Joy was a hallucination. Uh, Annie had drowned her daughter in the lake that day and Joy wasn't really there after all. Uh, this was a chilling end to the episode. Yeah, it was a very good, and, strong ending, I think. Oh, it's so strong. And it makes Misery very interesting to me as a uh, as a sort of story now because it's like I'm looking at Annie Wilkes' character, imagining that she Joy is with her potentially yeah and also it gives context to why she loves the misery book so much because they don't just they're not just an amazing story they're a story that she shared with her daughter in their final moments yeah. and an in their final sort of days and weeks link. yeah it's like the only link she has now to to joy is those misery novels yeah exactly um, anyone so, else think yeah but this is me being dumb maybe or just hopeful um, it sort of panned across to yep. Paul Sheldon. I was like, is yep. it going to be the kid? Yeah. Is and it going to be Billy Skarsgård? And it didn't. It <laughs> oh, wouldn't, my God. It wouldn't have made much that, sense. I think I just wanted no. to see Bill Skarsgård's face. It's like I was he, like, he's I was capturing like, people is it through be James novels. <laughs> well, yeah, I did yeah. think, oh, maybe it'll be him. CGI'd. Yeah. <laughs> or I was if like, Jesus listen Christ. to our cast, it could have been um, Leo DiCaprio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that would have been good. Haven't listened to that. Have um, you? <laughs> I mean, it was it was very chilling. It was a very chilling end, and really saved the episode, in my opinion. The it last did. five um, minutes of this episode absolutely yeah, changed yeah, the whole thing for me, um, and nailed it. That's what it could have been had they gone down that route. Uh, agreed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's you could almost kick off the season with something like that. Yeah, or midway. Um, yeah, have it have it part way. And then see the further descent. Um, that would have been interesting. Mm. Um, it, well, it, it, that, that's the decisions they've made. They've made the decisions. And mm-hmm. I think they, they'll look at the critical response this season and say, look, you know, we made a mistake with that storyline in Castle Rock. I think they didn't make a mistake with Annie Wilkes. I think she is just they've justified her inclusion by the end of the season. But they just didn't utilise her story in the best way possible. This is what Lizzie Kaplan had to say about... Um, there was an interview done. Uh, this is what she had to say about the fact that, the, the, that she had to always kill Joy. Uh, yeah, that was something that series co-creator Dustin Thomason and I discussed. There was a version of a different ending that we thought we were going to do when we were halfway through shooting the season. And then it became very, very clear that this was the only way to end it. Annie had to kill Joy. It wouldn't have had the same emotional impact if she had killed somebody else and Joy witnessed it. And then that caused their future emotional estrangement. Uh, None of it seemed to carry enough of an emotional gut punch as killing Joy. We wanted the audience to be constantly questioning whether Annie was going to kill her all season. There's this pull in that direction and Annie spends so much time fighting that pull. We wanted this spectre that's hanging over Annie for the whole season. Will she kill Joy? Deep down, Annie was conscious of that fear and Joy probably was as well. And we didn't want to end the season with a whimper. We wanted to end it with a bang where Annie's deepest fear about herself would actually come to pass. See... I mean, that all makes sense. That's good. Does it not concern everyone else a little bit that they hadn't, they didn't know yeah. the ending? That does concern me. That does, that does concern me that they were toying 
with another ending. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, yes, it changes when you see someone's performance. And yes, yeah. but you don't change the ending of the show. No. I think that's that like doing volumes. Game of Thrones. I think that and speaks then, volumes, you know, doesn't it? I mean, we didn't like the the ending of Game of Thrones, mm. but I'm sure they didn't love it either. And they got there and they were like, well, we're going to have to fucking do it. But it, it makes me question things like the kids' inclusion. Like we said it at the time, like, mm. was this, is this the plan all along? And then it's like when you see that it had zero value add to the to this series, mm. um, there, there, there's now loads of decisions. There's loads of moments in there. I'm like... They just chucked that in when because it was convenient or yeah. it suited mm. what they were trying to do. Like, I think they made the right decision with Annie in the end. And I think they are right. That yeah. is the only way they could have gone. Yeah. But I do think that you know it does show that there were directorial decisions going on and changes happening mm. fluidly throughout the season. I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but I don't think it's a great thing. I don't. I mean, it <laughs> so could. It, it, well, no. If they they made the right choice, they changed yes. the ending to something good, so it's a good thing. But you should never do that. It should be the, the season should be broken by the time you shoot the first episode. Right. That's a fact. Yeah. Um. So anyway, um. Any other thoughts to add over there, uh, Emma and Lucy? I wonder why. You know, she kept seeing her dad covered in blood. That stopped. Why do you think that is? <laughs> Changes well, we saw him in... at the end. We saw him at the end. We yeah, saw him at the very end in in they... the crowd for Stop. the Paul Sheldon signing. <laughs> yeah, he, we saw him at the end, but he wasn't a, a blood covered spectre with a, wearing a prospector's hat. So I'm just wondering because that that was haunting her, and then suddenly it was like, oh, actually, goo people now. Because Lucy, they wrote the first half of the scene, <laughs> and then in when one they room. got there, decided. To yeah. carry on going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. in a Fluid different room. They just, they just forgot, like you know, they do with that D and D meme. It's like, yeah, she kind of forgot that she uh, used to see her dad covered in blood. It's one of them, yeah. isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, again, there's, but there's loads of things like that. Like they're going on about how the statue, everyone's in trance because of the noise. Yeah, like why? They why didn't the noise? The why didn't Chance hear the noise? Why didn't Lizzie yeah. hear the noise? They're not deaf. But also, not everyone armor. can hear the schisma. Well, yeah, they didn't operate yeah. on that frequency. The three people that didn't in the town. Yep, that's the way. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there are some bizarre decisions, as we said. Uh, but overall, good ending. So let's leave it at that. Good ending, actually. <laughs> leave it on a high. And, uh, and a lot of people will probably say these final 20 minutes are better than season one's final 20 minutes, in a way. Because that was very divisive. Whereas I think everyone universally said that the end of this episode is extremely strong. Uh, and what is going to be strong this week, definitely going to be the strongest one of the season, is King Corner. Over to Emma. Woo! I'm innocent, Red. Just like everybody else here. The house is burning. Hi, Georgie. I'm afraid I have a tendency to turn up the heat. Red rum! Red rum! Hello, welcome to the final King Corner of Season 2 of Castle Rock. Yay! Uh, Sorry I wasn't here to wow you all last week. Um, Scheduling issues. (laughs) It's okay, Len did a terrible job. (laughs) Well, there was only like four things, Gareth, so... Um, Well, so I've... I've It's made you look good. Don't worry, I've split King Corner into three parts this week. 
Oh God. None of them are very long, don't worry. Uh, the first part I, is a couple of work. couple of Easter eggs that uh, Len missed last week. Uh, but the internet also missed oh. it, in fairness. Um, then some season one Easter eggs, some of which you have already Len's face at the up. moment. He's fuming. <laughs> he is absolutely fuming. <laughs> um, and then actual Stephen King Easter eggs. Um, so now, I, I'm not quite sure on this one, but the scene with the train, um, did you guys mention the fact that it's very similar to... Uh, the body stand by me no, no. we didn't mention no. stand by me so that does fair. have a train train tracks yeah yeah so lucy do you remember that scene how could i forget traumatizing yeah running from the train they almost all die <laughs> yeah. it's very dramatic it's also very similar to fat man scoop yeah <laughs> soundtrack yeah. good yeah. fat man scoop reference sure. there, yeah. <laughs> um that's what this podcast has been needing have you heard of a film called polar express that's got train oh, <laughs> <laughs> the only other thing um, which was a really niggly thing and I would only know this because I've recently read the short story The Sun Dog in which Pop Merrill meets his demise in the King Canon um, you flash along a number of things like typewriters and telephones and a collection of Polaroid cameras which Retro. is mm. the uh, nice. technical star of The Sun Dog which we saw a lot of last episode nice yes. there you go anyway that was it from uh, from episode 9 so some of the things that you've talked about already, um, which are kind of harkbacks or Easter eggs from season one or earlier in this season. Um, so we've talked about Henry Diva on the missing poster. We've talked about her drowning joy as she'd meant to do all along. Um, you mentioned Len uh, seeing her father in the audience at the book signing. Who mm-hmm. else did we see in the audience? Mother. Mother. Yes, yep. correct. Parents, yep. both of them. Took me a while. I had to rewind it. I was very confused. Oh, yeah, really? I had to rewind it. I was like, who's that woman again? Like, Who the fuck is oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, now, towards the beginning of the episode, there is a scene where Joy and Chance are walking through the woods along a ridge towards the Marston house. Does that remind you of any other scenes from season two? When Henry's dad took him into the woods for a special picnic. Good one from season one. one. Uh, anything said season two, but I just completely that's all right. No, that. but that was correct. Uh, and anything from season one, gentlemen in Australia? No, I can't um, think. The I other bit said, where the other people are walking <laughs> through the woods. So right at the beginning uh, of season one, when Joy is running away with the box with uh, Joy, when Annie is running away with the box with Joy in it, she is running along a ridge just like that. Actually, oh, yeah. in the last episode of season one, doesn't a train help them out there as well and helps them lose Zalewski? They drive like what's the, the that, what's the charm? That's oh, yeah. episode nine. Correct. Yeah, that's episode she, nine. They use the train again. That's an Easter egg, a freebie there for you guys. Um, when trains, Annie, popular mode of transport. Trains, planes, choo, trains, choo. automobiles. Mm. Uh, so when Annie is preparing the ice cream for Joy and she's crushing up the pills, we linger on a particular utensil yeah, in the I drawer. That. Ice cream scoop. I knew that was meant she was in death mode. Yeah. Fat man scoop, <laughs> ice cream scoop. Oh, <laughs> fat man scoop makes another lot, appearance. lot of synergy here. <laughs> what do you get? What are you if you eat a lot of ice cream? Fat man. Fat. Yeah. <laughs> fat man scoop. Okay. Yep. Total sense. And Brilliant. This is strange though as well, isn't it? Like, you don't just give someone a bowl of ice cream unless they've asked for it. Like, confirm <laughs> that they want it first. And they stare at them yeah. as they eat it. If you're going to crush up pills in it, don't <laughs> yeah. crush up green pills in white ice cream. <laughs> I know. Because you get your mint, ice cream, mint ice cream Get your mint ice cream out. Poorly stirred. Yeah. Well, I thought she was just going to sprinkle it on top and be like, yeah, it's mint chips. I was like, is it though? Is it not Haldol? <laughs> mint <Haldol>? chips. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know what Famous describing mint chips. Um, yeah. So, 
King Cannon Easter eggs, double alliteration. Who can tell me any Easter eggs that they may have spotted in this episode from the King Cannon? I actually didn't notice that many this week, other than the misery misery ones. Yeah. Oh, good. So can you remember the title of the book that she first picks up? Uh, Misery, Misery's Quest. uh, Misery's Quest, Quest, yeah. Correct. Can anyone remember the title of the book at the book signing? Misery's Uh, Destiny. Misery's Misery's Redemption. Misery Goes to Paris. (laughs) I think it's Misery's Demise, isn't it? Ooh. Which isn't that nearing the last book, so this is quite interesting. Um, That's going to tip her over the edge. Yeah. Misery dies again. She's already over, so it's fine. Um, The house she ends up in. The other way. The house that she ends up in caring for the uh, decrepit old man. Oh, that sounds like I'm being mean. Anyway. Don't have a go. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking decrepit, mate. Um, He did make a noise at one point, though. Uh, Does that remind anybody of anything? Some of the houses. The shine. The I got Shining vibes. I got Shining vibes for this whole. That's interesting. Uh, You're not allowed to talk about the Shining. Well, I tell you, 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 you banned it. Well, yeah. I tell you why I talk. Banned it. I'll tell, keeps talking about tell it. Tell why I talk about it because actually this one's quite nuanced. It it felt very much like they're alone, isolated, and she was falling in. She was going insane, while the other person was obviously fine. It's a good shout. Um, and, and honestly, Vibe-wise. if you look at the the way that. You know, the, with the like the typewriter and the drawings and that sort of parallel. Uh, it's also similar to the slightly remote farmhouse that Annie lives in, in Misery. Yeah, many houses, different uh, houses. This one is a little remote, uh, a bit bit left field, um, and it is a novel I have not read. So thank you, Tintinet. Um, so Annie, caring for an old bedridden person, is a complete mirror of Dolores Claiborne, who mm. also takes care of a bedridden patient. And does anybody mm. know who plays Dolores Claiborne? I do, I do. Who is it, Lucy? Isn't it Kathy Bates again? It sure is. Uh, I get enough. So almost like an egg within an egg there. Like double yolk. Double yolked Easter egg. Multi-egg. Yeah. I'm so glad I've got that information now. Mm, me too. Oh, it might be good. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it's good. That's no, good. And we end the episode with a lovely quote uh, when Annie is asked if... Uh, if, uh, when Joy asks Annie even if uh, she thinks that Paul Sheldon will sign her book and he goes of course he will I'm his number one his fan number one fan yeah and that, that was quite good I like that that Chilling. was great and Obliness. that is the end of King Corner for season right. two and this year thanks very much thanks very much Em thanks for that You're good job uh, return to form yep just king, a return in general King Corner's back um, <laughs> uh, nice of you to show up this yeah. time Emma. yeah, so yeah you're that. welcome yeah. Everyone misses um, me anyway. So. Let's uh, let's move on to the final listener feedback of the season. This we have a few. My favourite part. Um, we've got our favourite German midfielder back. Fenbacker. Fenbacker. She's back. So um, thank you, Caitlin, for getting in touch with us. Um, right we love your surname. We really do love your surname. And you've got a great shot from 30 yards. Yeah. Keep um, pinging them into the top corner. She said this about last week's uh, episode. Not quite caught up on the podcast, so not sure if you already discussed this, but I was also quite disappointed by the complete lack of kid follow-up after the big reveal in Castle Rock. Correct. I'm afraid I don't have a lot of hope here we back at all. The gut thought that I had when the reveal actually happened was that the shot looked a bit CG. 
Very true. Yeah. Now that we've failed to follow it up, I have the sinking feel- feeling that they didn't actually hire Skarsgård for this season at all. They just used his likeness in one shot. Yeah. Why would they have done that if he was cast and on set? So my theory is he's not coming back. I hope I'm wrong. Well, you're not because he didn't really. He sort of loitered over exactly the same way that he did yeah. in the previous episode seven over the do? lake. What was you're right. Do? It did look a bit CG and we are very disappointed as we've said in the podcast. Um, and I will say once... Um, once Farron Backer catches up with last week's pod, yeah. she, you will hear Len saying really, in isolation, creepy sentences like, we didn't get any juicy kid stuff. Kid <laughs> Why do you do like that? That's what you kept saying. Yeah, well, it was a it bit makes sense, you, Kid yeah. bits. You kept anyway, let's Ooh. move on. Todd Bradley. Hello, Todd. Toddy B. Uh, you know, always comes up with some good stuff here. So here's Todd. Here's Todd Bradley's thoughts. Hey, guys. First of all, thank you for all you guys do to make this podcast happen. I wasn't a huge fan of last season uh, but for this pod- <laughs> but this podcast not only made the show more enjoyable but also helped me better understand elements that confused me I thought the episode felt split the Marston House first half and the Joe and Annie second half for the sake of the episode I'm going to give my thoughts on them separately uh, yeah. the first half he gave two blueberries that's the Marston House yeah. uh, where does he even start here he says the best part of the storyline was that it was over in 20 minutes and we didn't have to watch 45 <laughs> minutes of this uh-huh. I've said that the part uh, that the French people are way too visible and agree completely with Len when he said that to you that, that they need rules uh, when it comes to a story like this the Ooh. story all season had no rules it never evolved and it was uh and it was convenient too. The first half of the episode felt like a cheap cop-out that left way too many open threads to the story. For example, the bugs, the bugs flying out the statue, where did they go? Where did Ace go? Did all of the French people die in the house? Uh, what the hell happened to Abdi and Nadia? No more explanation yeah. of the kid or his plan. The conclusion to the French... Uh, to the French possessed people story has me worried that possessed Ace will be back in future seasons. Also, the pop death didn't have as much emotion to me because literally 15 show minutes ago he had a death scene. Overall, the beginning of the episode felt like the writers knew the story was shit and wrapped it up as quickly as possible. Uh, I can't get over how much I always agree with Todd Bradley. Yeah, I well, read get ready Todd's email the second this morning half. and I 100% am, am with Todd. Yeah. 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 Second half. Uh, Joy and Annie four blueberries Uh, this is what the whole season should have been like the acting was top notch and the ending was brilliant I was worried the whole season they were just using Annie Wilkes' name and wouldn't get to her misery Annie Mm -hmm. thankfully last season uh, the last second they got us there and I appreciate the different tone uh, that this ending had compared to the rest of the season. Tons of awesome Easter eggs, like the diva missing person poster, which we've said, yep. to the Paul Sheldon obsessing uh, starting. The ending was so effective and was executed perfectly. The second half saved this episode from being my least, least favourite. Overall, I felt cheated that we essentially spent 10 episodes of uh, on fluff um, and the best parts of the season, in my opinion, was the last 15 minutes of episode 10. They heard all of the Stephen King lore to work with and they used a fabricated French settler story uh, that could, would even make soap operas writers cringe. Correct. Uh, free blueberries for the episode and the entire season. Uh, well done, Todd. Right. Yeah. yeah. Talk to us Good soon, stuff, he says. Todd. Thank you, as always. Um, yeah, why the fuck? As I said it before, just go, you've got Salem's Lot, go with vampires. Like, you, mm. you, you could have adapted two stories. You could have done the Salem's Lot story and the Annie Wilkes story at the same time. It would and have it would have been far sense. more fucking interesting because mm. Stephen King fucking wrote it. Yeah. Uh, Do you know what I mean? Is, and yeah. people would have been like, here he is. Is there, <laughs> you know? is. is there some kind of thought process here that they think people are more likely to believe in goo people than vampires yeah. in a show yeah, I mean, that's I mean, about Stephen but, fucking King mm. and alternate dimensions? I mean, vampires are, pro- are proven winners in on the screen. Yeah, vampires like, also are proven they, real. Yeah, that's what they, I was going to say. And they've got they've got character. Like they've got 
Pizzazz. They're sexual. They're Sex you know appeal. they're violent. They're yeah exactly. It just Not makes the show vessels. Yeah, exactly. it's never trench coats. Yeah. They're camp. Invasion of the Body Snatchers is a great film, but it's a great film. If you did it over ten episodes, it'd be fucking boring. Do, do we? Do we? Do we even know? Do we know what the goo people actually wanted? Like really? No, I, just to worship just, the angel. Yeah, we'll and do transform that the world. They were like, oh, we're going to use these people as our army. It's like well, this is a bit mental. We're never going to take over the world with this no. fucking statue. F sixteen bombers on the way. Oh shit, yeah. they're dead. <laughs> They've blown up the Scramble statue. the jets, lads. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, play the noise. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's mental. Ace knows that. They live in the fucking 2019. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Gaz, what did you put in Len's coffee? Well, I don't know, but I'm just going to take this opportunity to remind him that he gave last week five blue bags. I got that scrambling the jets, didn't I? Um, all right, let's let's crack on. Uh, Jason Bush has had this to say: Hi, hey all, just came across your Castle Rock podcast and have binged your entire season two in a day. So thank you for that. Well There's a lot of drivel in there, so that's that's impressive. Yeah. That's some strong work. Uh, he enjoyed all of it. He really appreciates the energy. And early morning hours that you've invested in this project. Wow. So, and I have to say, it's been a lot of early mornings. So, thank you for that. I do appreciate that. <laughs> you, you, Someone says thank you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Thank you so much, for, <laughs> JB, for 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 saying thanks to that. But Len's complaining about it. He's been doing it for four weeks. I've been doing this for yeah, four years. I've been doing two life. a week. It's a fair point. Anyway. I look forward to checking out your other casts, especially the Watchmen one, and definitely do that. Everyone check out Watchmen Watchers. It is awesome. It is very good. Uh, Whether intentional or circumstantial, I've really enjoyed the rotation of hosts. Uh Uh, I think that it reduces host burnout. That's a very good point. Some podcasts that I used to love become stale as the hosts burn themselves out, becoming bitter and too homogenous, where the hosts stop providing different points of view. He is referring (laughs) exclusively to you. Yeah, I had to. I had to move to the other side of the world and change my scenery to get a whole new outlook on shows. But yeah, no, the, the rotation of the rotation of hosts has actually worked this season. I think so. Thank you, everyone. I like who it has for something like hosted, which is everyone as well, because yeah. everything is so different. It works really nicely. When Gaz hosted, it was fun because he had no idea really about like any of the canon stuff, so he could ask some really oh, good right. questions. No ideas. Yeah, yeah. He just has. It's like the Watchmen <laughs> podcast as well. He's also got no idea. Well, so. That's... We call it educating Gareth in the Watchmen Gareth. podcast, and in some ways, this is as well. I feel like this is a compliment. Yeah, it, but is. it hurts. Well, here you go. Is a is a compliment for you, here's Gareth. More. On your last episode, I completely agreed with Gaz regarding the syringe scene. It was completely ridiculous <laughs> and nonsensical. Right. But it was also epically metal, and I loved it. <laughs> so, in a way, overall, overall, I've enjoyed the second season. Like the last 10 minutes of the finale, just about the time I wanted to rage quit, the curveball hits the catcher's mitt. Uh, lovely baseball yes, puns. We do get, we baseball, do get a cup of beer. And I'm puns, pleasantly yeah. surprised by what they've done. Even still, it felt like screen time was mismanaged. So many moments would have hit the mark if, say, the characters or their relationships were better developed. Yet, at times, it seemed like they were trying to fill time with less than relevant I was say, The best thing I've taken from this season so far is the phrase rage quit. I mean, that's yeah. brilliant. That describes mm. so many things and I do. And uh, things as metal. So. Yeah, that's just he's gonna, well metal. He's gonna, he, wants, he wants to know a, a completely unrelated question. What is our favourite Stephen King cameo in any of his films or Ooh. episodes? I mean, I, I'm going to say mine is It Chapter 2 because he was recently in that. And when he came into the... Um, when he came on screen, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be shit. 
he was actually fucking good. He played like this old sort of antique store owner mm. and he was really good. And I was like, that's actually quite good acting. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed that cameo from him because it surprised me that he was decent. I don't actually recall seeing him as a um, in a cameo in many of the adaptations, to be honest. Well, he's written some ideas here. Pet Cemetery, Creep Show, Sons of Anarchy. Um, I mean, I... I haven't seen any of oh, Sons of Anarchy, that's is, a great shout. That's not, Do you know he was I, also I, I, in Knight Riders? Was he? Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I'm going to go with it, Chapter 2. I'm going to say that as the group's answer because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's the yeah. best yeah. one Executive we can come up with. Ex- I, as the host, I make that decision. Uh, Elizabeth... Uh, Nikolaevich has had this to say I still don't know why some detect the schisma and others do not no nope. will we see the kid again no nope. and is Ace not mortally use that term loosely still alive no um, what to believe and not to believe in terms of Annie and Joy guess I believe Joy was possessed since she understood French watching TV with French dialogue uh, and conclusively Annie had an obsessive personality leading us from her father to Joy to Paul Sheldon and Misery. Really great season two overall. Yeah, well, well I'm really, really pleased that Elizabeth enjoyed it. Um, genuinely. Like, yeah. Uh, if, yeah. I, I, I always think that. Like, even sometimes it's like, I don't see any redemption in this in this show. Then somebody loves it. And it's like, well, good. I'm glad then. Because what's the point if everybody doesn't if everybody finds it mediocre yeah, no, or disappointing some people will have enjoyed it and i said i think we enjoyed half of it half of it part mm. a third like, of it I, I liked i liked over a half of it yeah and emma liked like two thirds <laughs> of it and, and lucy liked a third of it so together we like <laughs> more, all, yeah. more than one of it yeah. <laughs> more than we one like of 1. it of it we like 1.3 of it overall <laughs> And none of the goo people is in that 1.3. No. Um, okay, Jeff Tuck has had this to say. Hi, all. I want to say thank you all very much. Uh, and I think this is a good one to end on for the season. Uh, I want to say thank you all very much for all your hard work putting together the Fan Critical Podcast. I started listening to you all when you covered the first episode of Castle Rock and have Aww. been in deep ever since. I could listen to your discussions all day long, given the chance. Your insights, opinions and group dynamic make Fan Critical my absolute favourite podcast to tune into. I could go on and on, but I'll just give you my bloobs and give you a a rock solid five bloobs. So that's lovely. That's lovely. It's a nice little thought. It's lovely to be appreciated. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and we we really do appreciate that. So leave us reviews. We love this. I'll tell you what, a quick review for our listeners this season. Go on. Five blueberries. Five blueberries. 100%. Five blueberries for our listeners and all the feedback we've had has been amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's Definitely. the real cost. I think the ones having a go at me. Even the ones having a go at me. Especially I mean, them. no one has a go at no me. No one's having a go at me. Um, but no, it is nice to have the feedback section. It's nice to have interactions with you guys on social media. And it's nice to just know that you're listening to us and actually taking the drivel that we spout on a weekly <laughs> yeah. basis Stop as actual valid opinions. Because. <laughs> No one's ever taken my opinions as valid, so it's quite nice to finally have some validation in my life. Uh, And I'm sure everyone else feels the same. Uh, Jeff Tuck goes on to say, The other reason I'm sending this email is because I went back and listened to your discussion on Season 1, Episode 5 of Castle Rock, and you all mentioned the scene where Rev... Uh, Diva's, uh, you know, Rev, the, the Henry Rev. Diva's father. Rev uh, The Rev. Rev Diva's casket is exhumed and moved as per Henry's wishes. You spoke about how there was a liquid 
possibly goo Ooh. leaking from the casket. And she remarked how it was strange that a long buried casket would be leaking so profusely, or at all for that matter. Uh, I can't go back and watch the episode and don't recall from where the casket was exhumed, but wonder if any of you can recall. Was it originally buried, buried in New Jerusalem? Just wondering if there was a possibility that this is a connection to the goo people or if this is entirely unrelated. I'm probably out to lunch on this, but thought it might be a tie into season I two. I think that's a great point. Uh, we do remember that exhumed uh, casket scene and how yeah, bizarre right. it was yeah. and how weird it was that they were focusing on that yeah. uh, well, like and then never really said Jeff. anything about it. What I'd like to know from Jeff is whether he specifically just went back to listen to episode five or if he listened to the whole <laughs> of season one, because otherwise that's I mean, a very that's, niche choice. It's all funny. So listen to it all. And that's a note for all listeners as well. If you do love us, listen to it all again. Um, sure. It's there forever. There forever. On repeat. Um, he says, one last thing. I wanted to give major props to the worst of Netflix. John and Gaz are oh. nailing it with that podcast. I hope you guys keep that going long term. Although I'm slightly concerned that you're going to develop PTSD with prolonged exposure to the worst of Netflix. Yeah. Uh, thanks for putting yourselves in harm's way for the listeners. I definitely appreciate it as those episodes are hilarious. <laughs> well, thanks all. Uh, thanks again, everyone, for the great content. Uh, no, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, thank Jeff. You, and thank you, Jeff. Thank all of the people with feedback. Oh. That is a very good point about the goo coffin and yeah. something we'll maybe see in future seasons. Seasons, hopefully, I might go and um, watch that. I will just respond to to Jeff's query about worse than Netflix. Quick update on that: it will be back. We've been very busy too in busy, actual lives and also in podcasting lives. It's too busy um, the last few months, but uh, but it will be back. We have already developed PTSD, Jeff. So don't worry. Doing more of it isn't going to uh, cause us any further harm. Um, watching Leo the Lion was enough. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yes, we will be back. So thank you for the kind words. Yep, and I think it's it's worth noting that you know this, this this has been a roller coaster of a season, but it's been a it's been a lot of fun covering it with you guys. Uh, and what I will say is, we might be covering some Stephen King stuff in the near future. Uh, this is an announcement that I'm doing live to the group. Um, we haven't discussed it. It's, <laughs> it's have to read we something. haven't discussed it at all. Are you getting married? Uh, you well, you might have to read something, Emma. Um, there is a show that is going to be on HBO that is Stephen King developed and it starts early next year called The Outsider and it looks fascinating and it's also HBO developed which means it's got that serious money behind it yo money yeah, so we are going to be having discussions yeah and there won't be no goo people it's just yeah we're going to be having discussions we're going to be having discussions in the next few weeks about whether we cover that and if we do we'll announce it on social media and if we do it will be on this channel castle rock critical it might not be all four of us all the time because we have a quite busy schedule at the start of the year but uh, it will definitely be maybe some of us if we decide to cover it so that is an option if you want to get your stephen king fix and anytime there is a stephen king released new property that we feel is worthy of us covering it uh, like a film like we just did dr sleep we will also come back and do that but we are not going to be doing our weekly or bi-weekly or monthly stephen king retrospective anymore because i think we have trawled through pretty much all of them mm. uh so when there is a new do them again uh, well, definitely do. just go listen to them again if you want to some of them are funny um but if, if there's a new film that comes out we will definitely uh, be covering that because we do love Stephen and the r- things that he writes, you know. So yeah. that will be very good to talk about. Um, but that's it for this season, really. All right. Yeah, that's it. Um, thank you, everyone. Thank you, guys, for being on this journey with us. The journey into Annie Wilkes' descent. 
and we have to send it and now we're there and and what's been great is that the podcast has mirrored Annie's descent by Len's descent into madness. I has, yeah. f- I've gone slightly Be careful, mad Gaz. this episode, haven't I? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, I'm going to ask him to leave my house now. Thank you both mm. for <laughs> getting up early to record this. It is very much appreciated. That's right. It is much yeah. No worries. Yes. That's no fine. worries. We love it. We love doing it. Um, and that, yeah. Thank you. Thank you for being with with us, Emma and Lucy. If you are really there and I'm not hallucinating. <laughs> In some way, it's just a book on the other side. Just a book in front of a microphone. Make them clean. Um, And I'm going to go put Gaz in his little goo coffin, (laughs) turn him into a little French Gaz. Like Gaz. Bonjour. And uh, it's a big goo person, au revoir from all of us. And we are your number one fans, listeners. So uh, goodbye. Au revoir. Au revoir. Au revoir.